Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and masters in the making. Welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. <laughs> no, I'm Tom Schumacher. Oh, that's right. I'm Terry. Ke- no, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> no. I'm Terry Kennedy. Who's this guy? Who is this guy? I'm still Sid Bennett. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> One and the same. Well, hello, gentlemen. Hello. Once again, you know, we were discussing this before we started the program today, that at the basic foundation of every show we do, it's it's light. It's all about light in one form or another. And, you know, light is the power that literally animates every thought, word, and deed from us, for, for us. It's the source and driving force in and around all creation. You know, light is God, and each one of us bears this light, and hopefully we choose to become or to be keepers of the light. And uh, again, we were kind of chuckling about this a bit. You know, did we sign a contract <laughs> to be keepers of the light? You know, do we answer a pledge? Is there some vow we took? Well, somewhere? it is a high and holy calling. It certainly is because we have talked previously about the equation on planet Earth and how light is absolutely crucial to the continuation and opportunity on planet Earth for every soul of light that's embodied here. And so, holding that light hmm. is an accountability that each one of us has. Now, some don't have a lot of light left because they've spent it all. And we can talk about that later. How do you spend your light? How do you lose it? But those that have worked to sustain it and maintain it, and Mrs. Prophet talks in her lecture excerpt today about those who come forth with that mission in every embodiment to hold a certain focus of light and what that means. And it means the light of God must be drawn down into the physical plane. We're required to take dominion over the earth. It's our accountability. And if we choose to make the wrong choices collectively as a planet, then we're not going to have the light that needs to sustain us and to save us and bring those beautiful things that we want. So there have to be some people somewhere that have taken uh, the vow and determination that they will hold the light in their hearts. And God is doing it. It's not something that you, uh, the human does or, or thinks about, but it's presenting yourself to God as a chalice of light. And this is a high and holy calling. And we would add that, as we said many times before, those of you who are tuning into this program, listening to it maybe for the first time or maybe for the hundredth time, you are not here by accident that your desire to know more about the light, to live in the light, to express the light is part and parcel of your, it's who you are. This is your signature in the world. I mean, it's something that if you recognize your power collectively and individually to wield light, to use it properly, it's basically God's power. Well, it is. It's all God's power. Um, and so we have to understand it's not ours. In, in one sense, God loans it to us, I guess, is maybe a word. Look, we can hold that light, but it is God and God within us that holds the light because it's not the human that can do it. It's, it's like water and oil. They, just, they don't work together. But that light is something that will change our lives individually as well as the planet. And I think that's something that's not taught in the churches around the world. We know the power of collective prayer the collective rosaries that are given around the world, they change things. But that's an indirect result and not necessarily an understanding that as we invoke light, then it displaces the darkness. The darkness is not the opposite of light. It's misqualified light, basically. And so we transmute it and return it back to its original pristine state. And then things start to change in your life and on the planet. 
Yeah, and uh, where I was kind of going too, there's that you're not alone. I mean, that you are part and parcel of a community of light that is working together to sustain the light for all mankind. And, and you know what occurs to me is as people give the rosary, for instance, in the Catholic Church, they give a rosary which is uh, quite a bit longer. We have 15-minute rosaries, which we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But for those 15 minutes, uh, there's nothing but light going on, see? And so you're displacing anything else in your human consciousness that might uh, try to occupy that space. And it also, as you have light in your aura, when you come to someone that has a need, a genuine need, you have something to give. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's a great privilege because we see so much suffering in the world and so much pain that we want to change things. And I think if I, I may, Tom, you know, again, it's understanding who we are. This is what is missing from the religions of this world, the specificity of the teachings of the Ascended Masters, that we are sons and daughters of God. We have a mission. Many of us have a karma. <laughs> In fact, I think all of us have a karma of some kind uh, that has to be dealt with. But our, our, our divine plan is to return to God. It's to put on our Christhood, even as Jesus put it on, uh, not perfecting the human, but integrating the divine within our being, holding that light. This is the mission of people on earth. It's not to grow up have a good life, make a lot of money, help some people. Those are all nice things, but that's not the primary mission. And the light bearers of this planet need to be told who they are, what their divine plan is, and how they get there. And, of course, the fallen angels will do everything they can to oppose people knowing the truth because they will love to heap upon the people of God Whatever sin they had, going back <laughs> yeah. no matter how many years, they'll bring it up again. Yeah, right. You know, and so that's that's one of the vulnerabilities of the light bearers that, that they they can't they, they need to accept that forgiveness from God and move on and balance the karma and not be prone to that manipulation by the fallen angels. You know, you, you said something that again we we uh, refer to many times, and that is that when you put on those teachings, when you put on the reality of light and in your aura, you exhibit it. There are people that will say, you know, I want some of what she has. Yeah. I want some of what he has. I don't know what it is, but there's something there that just I really want more of. And that's what light is compelling. Light is a magnet. I mean, light is the this this beacon and beckoning force that brings us closer to who we truly are. You know, and uh, for some of our listeners, they may be wondering, especially brand new ones, how do I get started on on invoking this light? And we ha- we have a decree that's called the Tube of Light Decree, and it's it's kind of like our our kickstart on our little moped every morning. You know, it's like putting on armor too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a whole science to invoking light, and of course, when you draw forth light, you want it to be protected. That's why we make prayers and decrees to Archangel Michael every day. So there's an equation of life on planet Earth, and unfortunately there are those that do not like the light. Yes, well, They will try and steal your light, and they will try and prevent you from invoking more. So, knowing that God rules supreme, and Archangel Michael protect us from anybody, after all, he kicked Lucifer out of heaven, I guess he can deal with any opposition. <laughs> but you have to understand these forces and why sometimes the people of God on this planet have such a hard time. Um, and why they suffer, because perhaps they don't have the awareness that they need to do something in terms of protection and understanding where this option has come, because a lot of times they just blame themselves. You know, we're going to be listening to two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this very subject, and in one of them, uh, she talks about the very fact that people can be, with their sensitivities, vulnerable to all kinds of things that could happen that are not very good, and they might end up in institutions, and want to make sure that people understand when you hear this, this is not something that's meant to scare you. It's simply a matter of that when you bear the light and carry the light, there is opposition. 
Well, exactly. And if you're going to do some kind of a job, and it may be a dangerous job, you want to know how things work. You know, <laughs> you don't want to put yourself at risk and so forth. And so you need to understand the job of living on planet Earth. You know, as long as we do nothing, as long as we move with the flow of the mass consciousness, there's not going to be a lot of opposition to us necessarily. No. But as soon as you decide to take a stand in your own personal life for God and for, you know, the, for the, the light, for the light, then there are people that aren't going to like that. And some of the people that don't like it, besides the fallen angels, saying, you know, you think you're better than we are? Well, the answer is, folks, we are not better than anybody. But we recognize the light of God within us. And we recognize in humility the ability of that light to not only transform us, but transform other people. And in truth, God is the doer. God is absolutely the doer. And this is what Jesus came to teach us, you know. Uh, you know, Jesus always was giving credit to God. Why callest thou me good? You know, mm, yes. the human is not good. It's just the Father. It's the presence of God who is in us that's good. And the miracle of the of this is that who we are as an individual, which is unique in all the universe, we don't lose that. When we we become one with our God presence, we're still a unique human. Be- excuse me, a unique spiritual <laughs> being, not a human being. <laughs> although you can walk the planet in your physical form and still hold that light. So you're not losing anything, you're gaining everything. You still have your free will, but you have the presence of God active within you, which means you aren't going to be making the karma you've made in the past. That's <laughs> yeah. good news, isn't it? It's very, very good news. And that you can be, a, not only are you happy, but you can help others in a way that no one else can because of the presence of God within you. Yeah, you know, and one of the words we use very often about this whole process has to do with victory. Mm-hmm. That at some point, there is a, a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow that as you go through it, and expand your awareness of the light, become the light, you become victorious. And what does that mean? That you have ascended back to the heart of God, that you've gone back to your source, you're back once again where you started. And you know, uh, what's interesting is that uh, so much of what you're saying, Sydney and Tom, is that this, uh, these concepts become the answer to why are, oh, here. Why are so many good people uh, attacked? Oh, yeah. For the goodness that they do, it's because there is so much light in in these beings and their you know the organizations they have draws just out the, the everything like that. Yeah, it draws out the poisons in the in the people that don't like to see it. Yeah. And and we have to realize that there are people besides the fallen angels on this planet. There are people who have we all have free will have chosen that they don't want to be part of the light. They want to eat, drink, and be merry. That's all <laughs> yeah, they care about. And you know, if tomorrow they die, well, they don't care. I mean, that's a hard thing for us to understand, but you have to, again, realize the equation that we're dealing with on the planet. And when you understand that, you can make the right choices for yourself, for your family, and for God. And one of the things, too, that we recognize, and we're kind of maybe saying this in a different way, as we said before, that when you strive to become the victorious one, there will be not only opposition, but there's a reason why they want you off the beam, because your victory casts them into the correct light. In other words, they're they're meaningless. They're, they're the fallen ones, the dark forces, they have no substance. They're not real. And the light reveals that unreality. And so, they only exist on the light they can steal from others. And maybe in one of the later sections, Tom, we can talk about that. Sure, why not? And um, <laughs> realize that, you know, we're love and joy, but we also have to, what's that, gentle as a dove, but wise, wise as a, a serpent. serpent. Because if you aren't wise as a serpent, you'll be tricked. And yeah. your light will be taken. And we've got that a whole series of on. What was that called? Um, the Strategies of Light and Darkness. Strategies of Light and Darkness. Yeah, well, it's an extensive series on that. Well, all, every show. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm re- reminded once again that, you know, we've based the entire program on a foundation of four essential questions. Who am I? I'm a being of light. You know, why am I here? To perfect that light. Where am I going? 
home to the heart of God. How do I get there? Practice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> dec- decrees, doing the tubes of light, as you Carnegie mentioned. Carnegie Hall. <laughs> How do you yeah. get to Carnegie Hall? Great Practice. performances it, don't just happen. It's, yeah. yeah, it's gaining mastery yeah. and allowing God into your life and into your temple because God is the doer. And this is the, we're not perfecting the human. That We're not working so hard because to make the human for God, we have to work so hard to allow God to come in mm-hmm. and displace that darkness within us. And to complete that circle, that is why we want to become and be sustained as keepers of the light. That's our goal. That's it. Now, keeping the light can be a daunting task, as we mentioned before. And Elizabeth Clare Prophet is going to share more about that when we come back. So we're going to take a short break right now. When we return, we'll hear segment one, or rather lecture, excerpt one, from this lecture about keeping the light. Okay? Stay with us. Back in a moment. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. 
Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we're back, and there's probably no need to tell you who are keepers of the light that it can sometimes be a daunting task to sustain the light. Here's Elizabeth Clare Prophet with more on the subject. Light is not only someone who holds a torch. It is someone whose aura is filled with light. Someone who contains light keeps that light and has that light sealed in his force field. And as a keeper of the light, he is used by hierarchy, embodiment after embodiment, to sustain light on the planet. There is a select group of people who hold the light for mankind, and they keep on coming back, incarnation after incarnation. These keepers of the light are those who come under the greatest opposition of the fallen ones. They are opposed from the moment they incarnate, from the moment of their conception. They are bombarded with problems, with environment, with parents, with situations calculated to tear down and puncture the force field of the auric envelope. Because if the force can destroy the keepers of the light, it can completely undo the balance of power, the balance of light factor on a planetary body. So the keepers of the light are those who have the greatest strains, the greatest opposition. Some of them break down under this bombardment because of their sensitivity. They wind up in mental institutions. They wind up the guinea pigs of the medical profession, of the government. Some of them wind up and get locked in psychic groups. Others wind up into a consciousness of futility, nihilism. The ascended masters have come forth in this age to claim the light bearers first. To claim those whose destiny it has been and is to retain the light, to keep the light for mankind. They have done many things to bring them back. They have inaugurated activities and there have been true messengers and Moria lists the true messengers. Helena Blavatsky, Mary Baker Eddy, the Ballards, the Roricks, and ourselves over the span of a century have brought forth truth, which is the truth of the ages to reclaim the light bearers. God is not really concerned with the battle scars that you bear, having come through all of this opposition. He is concerned with what you will do now that you have the opportunity to reclaim that light, to have it sealed and to go forward. The ascended masters recognize that the tearing through the planet of the hordes of darkness and of the fallen ones have caused many other light bearers to go astray. We are then living in a moment of tremendous opportunity. Right now on the list of God virtues, opportunity is the peak, the highest peak in the mountains. Because we have an opportunity to say, God, forgive my sin, I would be thy servant. And God takes us in and shows us how to be cleansed and how to be a world server. That moment of opportunity does not always crystallize as it is crystallizing today. But it is here. 
and we must seize it. As Morius said, opportunity is the sands in the hourglass. Opportunity is to seize the sand and a grain of sand and make it a pearl. And the pearl is you. So I think one of the greatest temptations to be overcome when you stop and think of the highest opportunity, the temptation that the fallen ones and your own carnal mind would project is to go over and over past sins, to be condemned by them, to be belittled by them, to hang on and recreate them, and to completely destroy the building of the pearl of consciousness. So I address you as keepers of the light in every age. I address you as those who were selected to carry that light over tens of thousands of years and into this life. I address you as those who have carried the light in part and who now are going to carry that light in totality, in the wholeness of God, because you are given not only the gift of opportunity, but the gift of wisdom, of protection, perfection, and the gift of love. The reality of your God perfection latent in all life is continually releasing the current of its magnificence into your consciousness. Whenever an impediment blocks the flow of this magnificent God energy, it is as though an object has opaque the light of the sun. As the sun has its corona, so there is always a spillover of the delightful radiance of the vital life forces in man, which are so easily subjected to his negative influences and misuse. This discolors the aura with negative vibrations and leads man to draw the conclusion that he is less than the perfection of God. Just as men recall on a cloudy day that the radiance of the sun is behind the clouds and can be seen from an aircraft which penetrates the clouds, so man should also begin to develop and maintain the habit of constantly telling himself that the blazing, dazzling reality of the fullness of God is being released to him moment by moment as the master plan of eternal purpose. Thus he should develop the habit of counteracting all examples of shadow and misqualification by applying the principle of internal reality. Underscore and write that down. The principle of internal reality. The principle of internal reality. What is real? What is real is released to man as he practices the ritual of penetration of penetrating the light of the Son of God by the very power of the light that is within him, and thereby more and more of the divine radiance can infuse the aura in its manifest pattern. Therefore, today, the delight of the law of God will be in the mouth of the man or woman who will speak the living word, invoking from the heart of God that magnificence which he already is, claiming in the word, I am the fullness of the Godhead bodily in himself, as a joint heir with the universal Christ consciousness. The ritual of penetration. When you apply a principle, you are applying a law. Now the acceptance of the law mentally can be accomplished without it manifesting emotionally or physically because of a failure to apply the principle of penetration. The ritual of penetrating internal reality. I can compare it to the feeling of forcing something down into manifestation. It requires exertion and an effort to pull into the emotional body and the physical body the light 
which you have understood at the etheric and mental level of your being. One of the reasons that people do not evince more emotional and physical mastery is they are not exerting the will and the force of penetration. I was talking with one of those who was in the work of healing about students. Not students in this class, but generally people in the field, people who are and have been faithful to the light for many, many years. Yet their physical bodies are heavy and dense. And by and by they suffer problems. What is the reason that the light is not flushing out the darkness in the physical and emotional bodies? The ritual of penetration. It is the absolute willing that energy will cycle through. It's the willingness to hold on for the flushing out the breaking up of those particles, those clumps of dirt and rock that are causing the light to be unevenly distributed and not to flow at all from the chakras. First of all, let us make clear that the practicing of this ritual, the applying of the principle of internal reality, is done by the Christ in you, and you're merging with that Christ. You make the supreme effort, as Jesus said, the Father worketh hitherto, and I work. The works that I do shall ye do also. The consciousness of working the works of God, of working his law, has to be here. You have to have the sense of being the active rather than the passive. Remember, however, that the active part of you is God, and your consciousness has to be on the fine line of will, determination, making up your mind what will manifest where you are, but it can never fall over that line into the concept that I, the human being, am the doer. Because then you get into a sense of struggle, then you can be beset by fear, you can be overcome by causes and effects of your karma, of astrology, of the whole world momentum. So when the human is the doer, the human bears the whole consequences of the human consciousness. And you can go that route for decades and tens of thousands of years until finally, with all the struggles that always result in failure because they originate in the human, you finally come to the place where you say with Jesus, I of mine own self can do nothing. It is the Father in me which doeth the work. These statements of Jesus are a continual balancing of consciousness in spirit and in matter. To understand these, you have to understand the line and the plane of the heart. You have to understand in the consciousness of spirit in your upper chakras, you say, the Father worketh hitherto and I work. In the consciousness of matter, you say, I of mine own self can do nothing. Everything that Jesus said, you can usually find this balance. You can find scripture, whether in the Old or the New Testament, of stating one side of consciousness and the other side of consciousness. And the point of success, the point of attainment, is the plane of the Christ. And the Christ is always the nexus, the meeting ground, where all of this awareness converges. So, the plane of the active and the plane of the passive. 
You are active in spirit, passive in mater, and you're the Christ with a perfect converging of the twain. Therefore, applying the principle of internal reality, it's an exercise in forcing the penetration of light, forcing the expansion of that light, feeling that light pressing out from the heart, pressing out from the soul, taking dominion, and having this consciousness of being impenetrable, of God being where you are, a sphere of light and white fire where you are, and refusing the encroachment upon that energy field which is your aura of anything less than God perfection. It's the stealing of the mind for the victory. And in this mode of consciousness, you cannot be passive to error, to mater, but only passive to the light. So in the divine consciousness, all of the chakras below the heart are intended to be passive to spirit. Matter is passive to spirit in you. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. I realized, too, listening to that excerpt from our last segment, that this is kind of uh, deep material here we're talking about today and listening to. So I want to make sure you understand that we're <laughs> this is not an advanced course necessarily. It's kind of setting the groundwork for just understanding who we really are and what we're here to do. And, and realize that this you do these things incrementally. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a goal, and you don't have to do it you know, tomorrow if you're starting today. But this whole path, it is a path. And it's incremental, and you take steps on the path. And, of course, this is what we're all trying to achieve, to be that greater light and greater instrument of God. But you have to start where you are, and God understands that. I, I think he understands Which very is well. good news for all of us. Well, I, I think the point that was made in the last segment was that we cannot be indifferent or passive about world energy, that even the best and brightest among us can be taken off the beam you know, by being sidetracked by human consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. Yours or others. Yeah. So, anyway, here is Elizabeth Carprophet to continue the lecture. On that very subject, here she is. Where we get mixed up is that we become passive to world energies. Now I told you about feeling the rolling in of the human consciousness of injustice. Now here's something that you can get into and the best people can get into this. Being so intent on the master's work and what is happening and what you are on, having your energy so tied up into the upper chakras that you do not stop what you're doing and counteract what's going on down here in this plane of being. It's just as though you're seven people, seven planes of God awareness. And cosmic consciousness is defined as balancing these seven balls of God's mind as a juggler. And you have to be like Lanello everywhere in the consciousness of God in you, in your seven chakras, and be aware of yourself at all times as being in mastery in those planes. What the force will try to do to overthrow this ritual of penetration is to get you tied up in one chakra exclusive to the others so that you don't come out and take command of these chakras as they're being assailed. And therefore, we allow sometimes ourselves in one portion of our being to be passive to the human consciousness because we don't zero in on the situation at the time that it is going on. Now, we do not have to allow ourselves to be split by our own carnal mind or the fallen ones. But we have to be aware that one of the defenses of consciousness is to defend the citadel of being against this split tactic. It's divide and conquer. Get so many battlefronts going at the same time that we don't know in what direction to point the gun, point the cannon. So I have learned not to allow my consciousness to be split. And I will take one situation at a time and I have learned how to center myself into the Christ so that the Christ in me holds everything else in balance while then I zero in and deal situation by situation. So, remember this law. Matter is intended to be passive to spirit. These chakras from the base 
of the spine, the soul, and the solar plexus. These three are intended to be your receptors to all the light of your upper chakras, the light of God which must coalesce in physical. The mastery of your lower chakras is the mastery of the physical plane, physical and emotional bodies. And the mastery of the upper chakras is the mastery of the etheric and mental. All chakras are used for all points of mastery. This is a general statement that I'm making here. In general, the mastery of the physical and emotional body is in the lower chakras. Now, if we can be aware of screening out the human consciousness and of refusing to receive it in our lower chakras, if we can be aware that the energies of these lower chakras then that are received from spirit are intended to cycle upward in the caduceus coil to be purified and spiritualized, we can have a continual flow of light up and down the spine as the caduceus action. So, as matter is intended to be receptive to spirit, so mater is intended to give back to spirit the energies that it has received after these have cycled through the lower chakras. Now, when you bring all this entire ritual into perfect alignment, your whole being is continually in the process of ascending, the ascending consciousness. Now, when the upper chakras receive the distillations of energy that have passed through the lower and are on the rise again, the upper chakras become focal points of action. Where do you get your drive after all? Your drive doesn't come from your physical body. Your drive comes from your mind. It comes from what you see in your third eye, what you're thinking about. It sparks action. It sparks energy. It sparks initiative. And you're off. You've got an idea. You want to bring it into manifestation. So that's where your drive is. That's where your action is. Your action, release of action energy is in your throat. Tremendous power can come through the spoken word. It's in your third eye and in your crown. And it's all infused with energy through the heart. So the heart is the equalizer, the great equalizer of energy. As above, so below. All things go back to the heart. Now in our ritual of penetration, we want to penetrate the heart for the release of energy. Because the whole cleansing of the aura, the mastery of the aura, begins with the heart. Out of the heart are the issues of life. The Bible is continually talking about the heart. And if your heart is impure, if the heart is in a state of willing to do wickedness, as the hearts of men were at the time of the Atlantean flood, everything else is an energy veil. The Bible talks about men willing continually to do evil before the flood. And God saw that it was man's will to continually do evil, and so he caused the flood. So if we can do our ritual of penetration in the heart, getting into our internal reality, getting into it from the inside and pushing it out by the active energies of the upper chakras and making the aura the passive receiver of the inner light, 
if we can understand that the fiery core of the heart is spirit, is the active principle, and that everything that is outer is intended to be the receiver of that inner energy. If we can then get into the awareness of willing inner energy out, we will find that our outer manifestation will be only and solely the precipitation of the inner light. Now that's the whole point of applying the principle of internal reality. The Father worketh hitherto, and I work. That's the point of the Christ consciousness. It's the point of the awareness of the merging of spirit and matter in you, an equal release of energy where all your effort goes into the victory and even while you're putting all this effort into it, you know that it's God in you that is the effort and the victory. If you lose contact with this principle, you will fall into the sense of struggle and you will forevermore be struggling and never come to the awareness of ever-present victory. And as Saint Germain says, it's the sense of struggle that makes the struggle. So if you lose this point of attunement, you may find that you're going to be on the path for many incarnations. Just like Peter, who still has an ascendant, a continual sense of struggle. Not surrendering, not seeing that God is the doer, as soon as you say, God is the doer, you have to say, I am God. Then you become the doer as God. So I think it's safe to say that in the matter of keeping the light, that the heart of the matter is the heart. Indeed, and that's, I think, why we work towards mastery. In other words, gaining victory over our physical body gaining victory over those desires and emotions that we know perhaps are not going to get us closer to God, and preparing the chalice to be the instrument of God. So we're active in that, but we're passive, as Mrs. Prophet pointed out, when we receive the light. We have to be passive to receive the light, because that's our role, and that's what Jesus did. He received the light of his Father and did the things that his Father instructed him to do. Yeah. And um, so that's what we work towards. And so the equation here is to start somewhere. Okay, um, If you can have 20 minutes to yourself in the mornings, you and God, for some simple prayers or for simple reflections or meditation, but start somewhere to start incorporating the magnetizing or the drawing of the light into your world that it might be serve God and not serve our outer awareness, make us popular, more beautiful, uh, wealthy, and so forth. I mean, people see spirituality as a way to get wealthy. And God has abundant resources, but you can't make that your goal. Otherwise, that's all you'll have. You won't have God. You may have wealth, but you won't have God. And I think, that, again, that's the heart of the issue. Well, let's take a short break. We'll be back for our final segment in just, just a moment. So please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. 
The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And yes, indeed, we are back one more time. This is our fourth and final segment of today's show. We're talking about keeping the light, what that means to ourselves, what it means to mankind, and where that light can be physically experienced, perhaps, maybe manifested. Uh, we heard a lot about the heart. We're listening to material that I know is maybe a little bit uh, deep for some, but uh, bear with it because I think at the end of the day, you come to the realization that we're all the same in that respect. We are light. We are God's light, and God is the doer. So, Let's talk first about the, this concept that came up in this last lecture segment of the force. What force are we talking <laughs> and about? And if there's anyone on the planet that has not seen Star Wars, this <laughs> won't be an issue for you. But, of course, in the Star Wars anthology, you know, the force are the good guys. Right. And yet, in the context of the Ascended Masters talk about their force, they're talking about the conglomerate of the fallen angels and those who have chosen to go the opposite way of God. So it's just important to clarify that. So when Mrs. Prophet talks about the force, it's not the good guys. Yes, okay, to so understand that. Yeah, and you know, I, I was just going to add. This is uh, if this seems a little bit deep, uh, it might be a good idea to listen to it again because it was part of a of a university course, and you can hear the chalk writing on the board. Oh yeah, one thing and another. But uh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's worth listening to again. Some of it was. A little deep to me, just as I was listening to it now, you know. Well, when when we're discussing at this concept, this principle of internal reality, what we're talking about is basically embodying the light, you know, bringing it in. And we do it not in a passive manner necessarily, but we are, we're actively involved in that penetration of light into our chakras. You know, I was thinking the other day, if, if someone asked me, you know, what I learned in I won't say how many decades, but let's just say decades <laughs> on the path, you know, and in, in, in learning about spirituality and growing spirituality, what is the most important thing? And I can tell you that one of the most important things I learned is not don't be passive. Because some people wait around for God to do things for them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> God, I'm waiting for you to do this for me, and I think I deserve it. Well, it could be a very long wait. <laughs> um, and so being being active on the spiritual path, not storming heaven, but active in preparing yourself, acting in positioning in positioning yourself to be that instrument of God. And you'd be amazed if you follow the techniques that the Brotherhood teaches, the Great White Brotherhood, and the spiritual practices that they do, how you change. And you might even not even notice the change, but then you wake up one day and say, oh, wait a minute, I feel differently. Yes. I'm thinking differently. I'm acting differently. 
And so if you want progress in your life, it's, you know, it's like you got to start someplace. And, and even though it may be day one, it still can be a wonderful and exciting day for you on the spiritual path. Really can. So I think that's what we're, all these many hundreds of shows we've done is take a chance, take a step, do something. Give God the opportunity to work through you and use the teachings of the Ascended Masters to get the understanding of sort of the rules of heaven, if you will, how things work, the equation on planet Earth, when you react to things. Because if you don't have that knowledge, then you can't understand necessarily what the path is and what you're going through. You know, and you mentioned something in one of the breaks on the show about uh, resisting the temptation to storm heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, that all of us who have children and all of us who have been children, we're probably at some point or other measured against a doorstop. And we saw how cl- slowly we grew, but occasionally we had a growth spurt. Yeah. So it was it was leaping and creeping. So what you were saying a moment ago, Sid, about the fact that we we can't go any faster maybe than what, what we can do, but we are moving. As long as we are taking an active position in this, we we're, we're seizing the opportunity to grow, to expand our light. And we're doing the right thing. If we're and, passive, we're, it's not, maybe not And God doesn't limit our progress. You know, God is not saying, you know, um, <laughs> you can only progress so much. Right. But what we limit it, and because I know some lessons I've learned, I mean, it took me a long time to learn the lesson. Intellectually, I may know the lesson, but to have it be part of me, it took a long time. You know, and I don't know if I'm a slow learner or, learner or what it is, but it just took that long. Okay. Yeah. But I was never passive in the interim as I was learning that lesson. You know, I want to kind of take a little right turn here for a moment uh, into the concept of works. We hear that oftentimes in this, you know, from from the Bible, we know that by our works are we known, by our works are we judged. But what does that mean in terms of garnering light and, and advancing on the path and seizing opportunities? Do our works, are they simply for ourselves? Or are they for mankind? I mean, is this a service equation? You know, what is it that we're talking about? All the above? Yep. <laughs> I mean, just take a Mother Teresa. Yeah. I mean, is there anyone on this planet, that they may not be religious at all, think that there's no God or anything else, but they will honor what Mother Teresa did because yeah. they recognize the purity of her heart and the, the purity of her motives. I mean, who can question her motives to do what she did, My. you know? And so measured by her works, people that, you know, it's wonderful when people give money to hospitals um, to build, you know, buildings and so forth. But when they allow their names to be on there, they've gotten their reward. You know, and and why give up, you know, your reward in heaven for your good works on earth? In other words, give God the glory for each thing. People don't have to see what you do. God will see what you do and take pleasure in, in doing good and helping people. But remember, you can only do so much at the human level. Yes, you can feed the hungry, which we need to do and help those that are sick. Absolutely. But those are outer things. And when you become more light, when you do those outer things, you are giving light along with the food or with the, the help or whatever it is they need at the physical level. So you can see the difference there. Good works are not just at the human level, but at the level of the heart, where you're really giving of yourself. And that's the difference. Um, and I think that's the only way that we can magnetize more of God and become more of God. God is in us, yes. God is already there. We don't need more God within us, but we have to put on God and the way we do that is through our spiritual path, our striving, our work, and so forth. You know, and, and thank you for that clarity, because I think there is a fine line sometimes between understanding what works really means and giving all the glory to God. That it's God who does the work. So our works are like quote-unquote works 
But really, God is the doer. Yes. If you allow God to get <clears throat> credit for it. I mean, God doesn't need the credit. No, we need mean. not to get the credit, so to speak, at a human level, because then we think it's our human consciousness is doing this. And if you get, we talked a few shows ago about getting caught up in the mental, in the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind can be very powerful in some people. They can accomplish great things on the outer. But the mind is not the doorway to God. It can be the instrument of God, but the heart is. The softening of the heart the holding of that light, that giving of that light, and realizing that it's about service. It's about God. It's not about me getting to the pinnacle of my career or making a lot of money or whatever it is. It's about serving God wherever that takes you. One of the uh, uh, statements that uh, Mrs. Prophet made in the first segment that we heard had to do with the ascended masters coming back, if you will, for the light bearers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought... You know, if you're listening to this now, you're a light bearer, pure and simple, end of story, period. <laughs> and that the reason why we're all here while you're listening and hearing these words is not just to expand your, your, your knowledge base, but it's more to recognize who you truly are. You are worthy to hold the light. Yeah. And the prayer I love is, God, I am worthy, make me worthier still. In other words, I know there's work to be done here. Like <laughs> Jesus said to the disciples, you're clean, but not all. Uh, at the Last Supper. And so, yes, we're clean, but not all. And that's why we use the violet flame, why we work to balance our karma, why we do all this thing. But God in me is worthy to hold that light of the Christ as I prepare my chalice. Yes, indeed. And one of the key words in this equation is opportunity. That what you're given is an opportunity to expand your light, your awareness of the light, your participation with and in the light, for not just yourself, but for your brothers and sisters. And don't let this opportunity slip away. It is not always there as you look on the history of this planet. Before we go, any wrap-up comments about keeping the flame, keeping the light? Anybody want to? Well, just just let it shine, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it. the, it's the aura. It got so intense with Jesus that, you know, he was painted with a halo around his head. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we are we are pushing that light out to the world by the grace of God, you know, when we become more of and the light. We do, we do it, all of us, do it to and through the heart. Yeah. God is the doer. God, God is, is the, the doer. doer. Well, thanks, everybody, again, for, for being with us. Another show about light. <laughs> How do they reach us, Terry? Our burden is light. Do you know where we are? We, we are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. And we appreciate your thoughts, your feedback, your suggestions, your concerns, anything that's on your heart. Please share it with us, and we'll, we'll share right back. So, as we draw this to a close, we like to say, though, the upward path may sometimes be difficult. The rewards are, are out, out of, of this world. world. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.